The last evening of my journey with Ameda, I'd fished all day and had a fine catch ready. He lighted and tended a fire of charcoal in a big ceramic pot with a grill over the top of it set out on the deck in the lee of the house. Seeing me watching him, he said, You know I have no village. I had no idea what he meant or why he said it, and merely nodded, waiting for more. But he said no more. He spattered the fish with oil and a few grains of salt and broiled them. They were succulent. After we ate, he brought out a pottery jug and two tiny cups and poured us what he called rice grass wine, clear and very strong. We sat in the stern. The boat was moving slowly down a wide channel. He did nothing to catch the wind, but only touched the tiller now and then to keep the course. A clear blue-green bronze dusk lay over the water and the reeds. We saw the evening star tremble like a drop of water low in the west. The Sidoyu, Ameda said, they live near the border. Slave takers come to there. Could be that's where you come from. Stay if you like. Look around. I'll be back too in a couple of months. After a pause, he added, been wanting a fisherman. I realized that he was saying in his laconic way that if I wanted to rejoin him then, I was welcome. The next morning at sunrise, we were again in open water. After an hour or two, we approached a solid shore where some trees grew and little stilted houses stood up over the banks. I heard children shouting. A small mob of them were on the pier to meet the boat. Women's village, Ameda said. I saw that the adults following the children were all women, dark, thin-limbed in brief tunics with short, curling hair like Sallow's hair. And I saw Sallow's eyes. I saw her face. Glimpses, flashes of her everywhere among them. It was strange. Troubling to see these strangers, these sisters all about me.